With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everyone? It's the Law of the Jam, the podcast, coming to you as always with Rob. How you doing, Rob? Not great. Not tonight, anyway. Uh, I, I, I'm not happy. We're, we're recording this directly after the Lakers have defeated your Los Angeles Clippers 122 to 117. Well, it's just kind of a depressing game from the onset. I don't know what to say about this game outside of it was just it was awful. The whole team, uh, aside from a select few, Shea, uh, Gallo, and Garrett Temple, to a lesser yeah. extent, also, they all played pretty well. Um, but everybody else played pretty poorly. Uh, Zubat had a decent game, but he wasn't particularly great. He was um, But he was much better than Montrez Harrell, who was clearly sick. Lou Williams, who I don't know, maybe he was also sick because he also played poorly. He also looked like he had no energy. Um, I don't know. Wilson Chandler is garbage. Jerome uh, Robinson is garbage. Hi, Walls. <laughs> As much as I like him, he just hasn't played. He hasn't been able to find the rim in quite some time. He's not playing awful like those other two, but he hasn't been playing particularly well. Yeah, Thornwell, uh, I mean, this bench. They're thin. They're surprisingly thin when it yeah. gets down to it. With I mean, they are missing two guys. But, I mean, I'm fairly comfortable with Ty Wallace getting minutes not substantial minutes, but minutes. But after that, I really – I don't trust any of this in Darius Thornwell, Wilson Chandler, Jerome Robinson, men, like, trio with any minutes. Like, even against the Lakers. Like, just none of them are good NBA players right now. Jerome um, Robinson was awful. They just left him open. Really he had a steal and a dunk, whatever. That was, like, one play. His play the entire game – was very poor. Ty Wallace, you know, I love Ty, but he's probably not going to play in the playoffs. Even if it is, you know, he'll he won't play in Wilson and Chandler. Neither of them should play, to be honest. They, they should I agree. Just, oh, I agree with that. They should I just agree. play Lou, Trez, and Green, and just kind of play a mix and match of all those guys and Temple, of course. Yeah, and that can be their eight. Well, that's nine. Like a nine-man rotation is fine. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I love Ty Wallace, but he has not been in a good rhythm for like a month or two now. Not at all. Um, but like, if Doc is going to extend the rotation, Ty should be getting the minutes, not Jerome. I don't know why tonight was the night that Jerome Robinson got however many minutes he got. It felt like an infinite amount of minutes. <laughs> it was 14 minutes. I I don't know why this was the game to play Jerome Robinson 14 minutes, but it was not a good decision. Um, Ty only got minutes in the first half. I'm like, he wasn't good, but he's just clearly – better than Jerome Robinson right now yeah. just at basketball yes. um and you know I like that Doc is experimenting a little and that he you know is trying to give Jerome Robinson reps but this is not the time to do so um I don't know if there was something Keen his staff wanted to see with Jerome with the other bench guys or if it was literally just they were searching for something or they're really down on tie for some reason I don't know uh, but whatever it was, I'd want them to stop because <laughs> I would rather live through Ty's bad spacing and, you know, sometimes 
soft shots at the rim than Jerome just not doing like anything positive on the basketball court. Like at least Ty can play defense decently and like handle the ball and push in transition. Like, you know, it's not a ton, but like he brings things to the table right now, Jerome Robinson and, and Wilson Chandler, uh, to be very honest, bring zilch of positive stuff. Yep. This was before we pile on the Clippers, if you will, congratulations to the Lakers. This is probably one of the highlights of their season. Alex Caruso was legitimately good today. 32, 10 and five, five of seven from three just went on, was on fire. That last layup he had to clinch the game was not an easy drive, but he managed to do it. JaVale McGee was a legit presence down low and uh, Rondo and Caldwell Pope both hit some huge shots. I mean, Rondo's threes pretty much brought them back to life. So, and he was kind of a scary type of player uh, in a game like this. You know, Rondo has enough swagger, even with his mediocre shooting, that uh, he could turn a game like this. And he did. He made some huge shots. And even Mike Muscala hit some hit a three. Today. Oh, God. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Muscala played okay, which is just a bad sign for the Clippers. Just He played 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he had nine points and six rebounds and was a plus positive minus. Like, Mike Muscala stinks. One of my buddies, one of my buddies was like, "Who the fuck is Jamario Jones?" And I was like, "I'll tell you after this game." Uh, he's a man who gets a technical foul for doing a chin up, uh, a dunk. He had ten like rebounds. He had four offensive rebounds. Ten rebounds. God. Uh, Jonathan Williams. Who is? Who are these people? Whoever They're won. Actually, pretty good G leaguers. I know. Oh my god. Jamario Jones, I believe, I think as a rookie, he was in like a mid-major last year, I think, but he's like an all-time good rebounder for a guard. Uh, um, so this is not unusual. He set like some record in his conference. Nice. And I actually kind of like Williams too, but like yeah, these are not guys who should be killing a playoff team that could have won 50 games. Like yeah. you know, these are nice end of the season. They give you some good hard minutes of defense and rebounding and energy and like, you know, you're you, you're glad to have them on cheap contracts for a year or two. Kind of like what the Clippers have with Ty Wallace, like from last year. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, this guy can kind of actually play. They're not like, oh, we just beat like a 47 win team. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Williams had a couple of nice little uh, post moves to get some hooks in, in the lane, whatever. That's not a good team over there. Jerome Robinson should have felt right in, uh, comfortable with these, with these G Leaguers, but he sucked. He went negative uh, 14 in 14 minutes. Wilson Chandler was a negative 15 in 15 minutes. Just uh, just bad play. The starters played well, like relatively well. They yeah. played like they were sleepwalking, but sleepwalking and being better than the other team. The subs should have probably also done the same, but Lou Williams and Trez were just lifeless today. You wouldn't be able to tell from just straight up looking at their stats. Lou had 18 and 8, one turnover. Uh, Trez had 14 and 8, not terribly far from his – averages really um but he was he was particularly bad today he was sick and ralph mentioned during the game that trez was sick and he had no lift even he had a dunk in the fourth quarter and a layup where he just just, he was just barely able to get to the rim for both those plays even on that dunk you know you normally see a trez dunk with flair shea got him an easy open look down low and he just barely got over the rim he was clearly sick today so you know i if you don't want to give him a pass particularly because this was a big game Doc should have benched Trez. Like it yeah. just as soon as he rolled his ankle again, he should have benched him. Like I don't know, I just don't understand. I I understand rolling with your with your horses. And you mentioned this on clips on the Twitter account. Mm. And to an extent, you can roll with your horses, but 
And Lou, I feel like, is very hard to bench because he's such uh, an offensive fulcrum on this team that's hard to bench him even when he's playing as poorly as he did today. But we have an alternative to Trez, and Zubat was playing fine. And that – yeah, Lakers just got whatever they wanted. It was very, very frustrating from a coaching perspective. But even from then, the, the Clippers should have just never put themselves in this position. Nobody played with any energy aside from Shea and Gallo and Temple. And Temple always plays with energy. Yeah, those guys so, are good. Yeah, I mean, I think tonight was just, I mean, like they legitimately missed J. Michael Green. And I like J. Michael Green as much as the next guy, but that's not a guy who should be like a make or break player against a lottery team missing all of their good players. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this was a pretty questionable coaching game from Doc, I thought, uh, mostly because of the Trez Zubats thing. I mean, in hindsight, you'd probably wish he'd gone with somebody other than Lou, but at this point, like, I just don't think you can bench Lou mm-hmm. um, down the stretch, and like, unless he's, like, really, really struggling. Um, and, no, his defense was really bad. I thought his offense was fine. He wasn't, like, very effective. He was only 4 for 12 from the field, but I didn't think he was, like, bad enough offensively, like, with turnovers or just shitty shots that he should have been benched for that. The defense was pretty bad, but Trez was giving them nothing, and just on defense, it was just so bad having him and Lou in the pick and roll. It was really ugly. Um, Zubats would have helped a lot. But this is a, a tough one. I mean, I think in regards to the rotation today, like, would you have been comfortable with Doc just going with, like, a nine-man rotation in this game too, or even eight-man, like, after I mean, the first half? I, just not, not? Yeah. <laughs> No. The, Clippers, the Clippers aren't playing a back-to-back. The Lakers are. They're going to have a game off tomorrow in a short travel period to the to Golden State. They're going to come right back to L.A. Like, why can't – they should have just shortened his rotation today and treated this game a little bit more seriously. And it was even harder to bench Luke concerning Landry Shamet was giving us nothing today. It was his worst game as a Clipper. Um, but that was a shame. Shamet didn't score at all today pretty incredibly. 0 for 3 from the field. Um, but probably uh, he probably should have taken this game with a little bit more urgency. Jerome Robinson just shouldn't play the rest of the yeah, season. It's bad. It's he's, really bad. He's really wow. bad. And Chandler, I'm afraid is going to be going to be, you know, one of Doc's guys and he's going to get minutes as we've both been fearing, but Robinson, like, why is he playing? He was, he was really, really bad today. And I don't think anybody who's even the biggest Jerome Robinson fan can defend him. He's just not ready. He was wide open on his all of his threes and was not even particularly close, it felt like. He just looks so unconfident. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think McLean mentioned this, and this is one of the few things. We can talk about this in relation to the Rockets game, too. I'm not a Don McLean fan, but <laughs> he did. He could see that Jerome was not doing his full jump shot follow-through. It looked like he was pulling up, and – it was a good mention by McLean because like you could see it, but I didn't really like noticed it or really thought about it. But yeah, he just does not look like the shots he's taken going in. I mean, Shea looks more confident from three than he does. I mean, Shea missed all four of his too. Yeah, he did. But I mean, you know, Jerome was drafted to be a scorer and a shooter and he's does not look like one right now. You know, in 14 minutes, the only thing he did well was that one steal and dunk and he had a rebound, which I think he had a nice rebound. <laughs> it's like, that was his second best like thing. His defense was bad. It wasn't horrible, but it was bad. And like just he would just dribble the ball up, hand it to Lou, and that was it. And Not great. Yeah, it's like what we saw from Shea in the down part of his season. Mm-hmm. You know, when 
the Avery Bradley minutes were at their highest, and he was literally just coming up the court and just handing the ball off and standing in the corner. And, I mean, I think it doesn't need to be some massive indictment on Jerome Robinson as a player. Just he hasn't played that many minutes in the NBA. He's not ready for the speed of this game. And, you know, he just shouldn't be playing. It's not really on him, though. I mean, he does need to be better. <laughs> but, you know, I just it's just very baffling as to why Doc played him this many minutes in this yeah. game. Yeah. And Don McLean was even talking about the number of people in the crowd making him tight. You know, yeah, you look come nervous. On. No, I mean, come on. The guy <laughs> was obviously tight, and he just—he's just—he's just not ready. It's fine. It's totally fine, everyone. Maybe Jerome Robinson will get run next year if we don't bring back Pat Beverly. Or, oh God, I hope we bring back Pat Beverly. But maybe Robinson will be in a place next year where he can play some more and prove himself. But he's just—we can't expect to play this guy right now. He's just a zero. Right. And if he can't hit his threes, he's actually like totally, totally useless. Because what's the point putting the ball in his hands if, in a timid playmaker's hands when we have so much better players? Even Shamit is a more like capable playmaker at this point, more confident playmaker. Had a nice alley-oop uh, to Zubat in this game even. Even in a terrible game for Shamit, he was trying to make some things happen. It just wasn't his night, and he got benched early, which I, I don't really blame Doc for. It's another reason why playing Lou – wasn't as awful as maybe playing Trez because at least like Shamit was ice cold, even on a few shots. Shamit's the kind of guy who can hit a shot and then get rolling, but he just didn't seem to have it today. So I didn't mind him pulling uh, Shamit a little early. Shea was great, 10 for 19, 0 for 4 from 3, unfortunately. Uh, didn't take any free throws, so he's still 80.00% from the, for the year, which is something I'm keeping tabs on, sadly. Uh, six assists, one turnover, a block, a steal. Uh, had some good defense. You know, something I've kind of noticed with Shea, um, and this is just going to come with his strength, you know, he he still doesn't get over picks that well and often puts him behind the eight ball. He usually can recover well because it's such long arms and he's quick to recover, but then it puts him behind with some of these guys who get to the rim. Yeah. I think that'll just come with time. You know, he's a skinny dude, and these huge dudes that set picks are are going to pick him off a bit. That's really, like, my biggest complaint. Shea missed some threes today. Um, but other than that, he was just, he's just, he's very good. And he made some great moves to the rim today that yeah. just continues his evolution. He played really well. Gallo is a monster. Mm-hmm. Gallo is awesome. So good. I mean, it's, it's really a shame because, I mean, this is probably not one of Shea's absolute best games, but this is one of his better games. This is one of Temple's better games. And this, honestly, I mean, it's going to get forgotten about because the Clippers lost, but Gallo was super good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he missed a few shots that he normally makes. He sold 27 points on 18 shots. He only missed one free throw. He had three threes, including two down the stretch to keep the Clippers even somewhat in it. Mm-hmm. Six rebounds, not great, but decent. And he had eight assists, three seals, two really blocks. Good. I mean, Jeez. so good defensively in this one. Yeah. Like, and really, that's what it came down to. Gallo, Shea, and Temple were the only three guys playing defense. And Zubats, yeah. to a lesser extent, when he was in. Just none of the bench guys for playing. I mean, I think Ty and Sundarius were at least trying, but um, they didn't get many minutes. So it really, it came down to defense. I mean, the Lakers playing an almost all G league two way guy squad, about 122 points. Lakers didn't even play particularly well. I don't think they no, just had, I, I they just had a nice push. Caruso. Caruso played well. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, KCP, like, was their next leading scorer. He had 25 points, but he took 25 shots. Like, he didn't right. play that great. I mean, it was right, a right. KCP game. 
Rondo hit those threes, but he also had six turnovers. Like, JaVale played well. JaVale played well. And, I mean, they're – yeah, I mean, the Lakers weren't that great. They weren't, like, some unstoppable force. This game was there for the taking. But the Clippers just did not take it. Um, And it's not great. I mean, I think we've kind of skirted around this issue, but, like, it's concerning how dependent this team seems to be on Pat Beverly. Like, I love Pat Beverly. You love Pat Beverly. Everybody loves Pat Beverly. <laughs> yeah. Every Clippers fan. But, like, the Clippers should not be this bad without Pat Beverly. Yeah. They had a stat during the game. It was like the Clippers are, like, 34-14 and 14 when Beverly starts and 13-18 and 18 when he doesn't, which is now 13-19. and 19. Mm-hmm. And obviously that counts games when he was coming off the bench. But still, like, that's a ridiculous stat. Like they're playing <laughs> at like a 60 win pace when he starts and, you know, like a 35 win pace when he's not. And like Pat Beverly is good, but their, their entire attitude and defensive stance and energy just takes a massive dip when he's not there. And it's, it's inexcusable. I agree. I mean, I think Trez being sick, like was a huge deal for this game. Yeah. Uh, he just had no energy. I think this is one of those games like we had against, I believe it was against, um, maybe it was against the Nets, where Trez just completely turned the game uh, in that second quarter, maybe, on that comeback, and just had it having like these monster dunks. And this is the kind of game where Trez could have done that. Like he could have got some, he could have just hit the hit the rim. There were a few times where he hit the rim and he usually bounces off of guys, but he just couldn't do it today. Mm-hmm. And they just killed, it just killed momentum just seeing him just kind of not be able to do Montrez Harrell things. And I don't know what was going on with Lou. Lou just had an off game maybe, but Trez really, I think Trez's energy could have really catapulted this team to put this game away, maybe even in the fourth quarter or late in the third, but he just didn't have it today. Uh, he shot pretty well from the line, considering I thought he was going to miss a lot more free throws, uh, considering how just blah he felt on the floor. But I agree with you. I mean, Beverly is just a shot of, like, <laughs> caffeine to this whole team. <laughs> he just energizes everybody. And it is concerning how much, how poor they are without him. But today, I, I feel like they just – they could have won this game. It's just – Oh, it's so frustrating because this game is huge. I I don't know where they're going to be in the standings now. It really is just kind of all up in the air. They are – right now they're in sixth. They have – they cannot get higher than sixth. They've been eliminated from fifth, um, which they were unlikely to get anyway. Yeah. But they're a half game up on OKC and a game up on San Antonio. They really need to win one of their last two games to not fall to seven or eight. And those two games are at Golden State in the last game at Oracle in a game where it's been reported the Warriors are not resting anybody. That looks mm-hmm. like a bat loss. Um, though it would be just like this team to somehow win that game. <laughs> um, and then the last game of the season, now it's actually looking like that could be a win. They're playing against Utah. But if Utah is wrapped up in the five spot, which is possible it might be, they could bench everybody for that game to rest them because they do have a bunch of players who are injured actually. So that could end up being a win. So the Clippers need to root for the jazz to win their next two games. I think Um, I'm not sure who they play. Let me look at that right now. Yeah. Let me pull that up too. They play against the Lakers on Sunday. I don't think the jazz will lose to the Lakers. 
I don't um, think the Clippers would lose to the Lakers. <laughs> and then they play the Nuggets on Tuesday. So they're actually on the second game of a back-to-back, too. Oh, gosh. The Clippers game. Um, and they'll be traveling. Mm-hmm. That's a rough – that's actually kind of a rough game for the Jazz, even if they win. So the Clippers well, – Well, let's hope that the Nuggets are resting their guys in that Tuesday game. Right. So we need to, hope, they need to hope the Nuggets are resting their guys so the Jazz win. And then because the Jazz have their seed locked up, they rest against the Clippers. Oh, man. Yeah. It's – yeah. It's, that's a lot. But the Jazz need to win against the Lakers. And the Spurs have a couple of gimmies. Spurs at Cavs. Mavericks yeah. at Spurs. So the Spurs are likely going to win out. I, I want to say now that the Spurs – Get six. So the Spurs are probably going to get six. The Thunder um, – the Clippers have the tie break right now against the Thunder because they're 27 and 23, two and two in this season series, but the Thunder the rest of the way. So the Thunder have the Timberwolves and the Rockets and the Clippers have, of course, huh? And the Bucks. Oh, and the Bucks. So is that Bucks game close? That Bucks game is closing the season. The Bucks are probably going to arrest everybody. I'd imagine too. So the, the, the Thunder have a few gimmies, two West gimmies, and the Clippers, though, so the Clippers right now, I believe, are 2-2 two and two in the season series against the Thunder. They're 27-23 and 23 for the conference, and the Thunder are 26-24. and 24. So They need to win one and for the Thunder to win. If they win one and the Thunder win two, then I think they get seven. I think they'll have the tiebreaker over the Thunder. Okay. Which would put, yeah, which would put them at seven instead of but eight. But that would mean so that would... a good chance they go to eight now. So if the Clippers win one and say the Thunder win both of their Western Conference games, that would make that would put them at the same conference record. What's oh the, yeah, and then it the goes to record? I'm not sure what it goes to. If yeah. it's division record, the Clippers have that. If it's margin of victory, I'm pretty sure the Thunder have a better margin of victory. Oh, I want to say that's probably division. I'd have to look it up. Okay, I, I think it is division. In which case, the Clippers. I think the Clippers have the tiebreakers on the Thunder. So uh, the Clippers need to – the Clippers' magic number then would still be two. It's yeah, it's, it's two. Well, no, it's – yeah, it's two. It's yeah. two. So the magic number to clinch seventh would be two. The Spurs yes. are likely to be – the Spurs are likely to be six at this rate right now. And the Clippers' magic number, which it was before anyways, is still two. So the Thunder need to lose either that Bucks game – Or the Rockets or, game. Or the, or the Rockets game. Which they yeah. could very much lose, the Rockets particularly. But the Rockets could also be clinched by the time they play. Yeah, it's possible. Man, this is it's rough. A mess. It's a yeah, mess. I don't I know if no any of these games, but it's, it's not good because the Clippers were in the driver's seat. All they needed to do was win this game. That's all they needed to do mm-hmm. to be in the driver's seat for sixth, or at the very least seventh. And they didn't. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I mean, we didn't want Houston anyways. We definitely yeah. don't want Golden State. So if we can somehow stumble onto seventh, even with this, I mean, really, it sounds like the Clippers more than anything need to split these next two games. Let's hope at least that the Warriors don't go all out on Sunday. We maybe have a chance in that game. If we can win that game somehow, obviously, it just kind of cancels out this loss. But if we lose that game, then we're really kind of screwed in that Jazz game will be important. I feel like the Jazz will probably be clinched by then and hopefully we'll we'll know that hopefully we'll know that the Thunder <laughs> have the Thunder play the Rockets is it the day before we yeah, play? I think so. 
the Jazz. So we'll have a little bit more data. <laughs> Take that for data. Yeah. By that by that game. Um, oh my gosh. Well, we're still hoping for. Se- I mean, seventh would be probably the most ideal. Seventh, if it's the Nuggets, they just want the Nuggets. Whatever right. seed gets them against the Nuggets and not the Rockets or Warriors. Well, I feel like now that the the Nuggets are too up on the loss column of the Rockets, it's probably unlikely that the Rockets catch them. Because I know the Rockets had the tiebreaker, but what they're there are only like there are three games left for the Nuggets and two games left for the Rockets. The Rockets have the Thunder and I think a gimme. And the Nuggets still oh man. I think the Nug the Nuggets have a decent chance of holding on. We'll see. But that's two losses up two up in the loss column with only like two or three games left. And the Nuggets are still a good team. And they're playing the Blazers again, right? And the and the Blazers like are not that great. Right, right now, now. So, yeah. So, oh man, there's a lot to kind of pack. Uh, there's lots of pack unpack from all this. But I think we've done a decent enough job. The Clippers really, the Clippers need to at least win one of these next two games. That's the bottom line. They're unlikely to beat the Warriors, but if they somehow can, it would help them quite a bit. So let's just hope that the Clippers can beat the Warriors. Also, if the Clippers lose to the Warriors. The Warriors pretty much clinched the first seed, the one seed, right? I mean, they 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 pretty much they clinched it, it already, yeah. Yeah. So it it's already there. So ah, uh, so there's no reason to hope for a Warrior win. I kind of even though they lost to the Rockets, it's kind of like oh well, that's okay because now the Rockets have a chance for the two seed. But now it's seeming like we want the seven seed because the Rockets. It's looking up. very likely they end up in eighth. Oh is What no. it's looking like. Yeah. Yeah, this is an unexcusable loss. It's really that simple. I mean, I don't – like, Doc and the staff deserve criticism as well, but they should be hammering this team in the locker room, except for, like, Shea, Gallo, and, and Shamit, and then Temple should be in, like, a little corner where they get to, like, have a drink or, like, you know, just <sighs> and watch the coaching staff scream at everybody else. Um, oh, man. This is really bad. Man. It's really bad. And That's a bad loss. It was the worst loss of the season, I think, you know, in terms of how important it was and who it was against. It was mm. it was just unexcusable. I think that's basically the bottom line. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think – do we want to talk about the Rockets game at all? That was a massacre. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was just a bad loss. I, I don't really know. I did want to mention it kind of because, you know, that was uh, – I wouldn't say that was particularly an important game. You know, it would have been nice to keep it competitive. I'm surprised they got handled like they did. Uh, Shea still played it, had a nice game. Um, aside from that, really, it was just really Shea. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Shea played well. The rest of the team kind of struggled. And the Rockets just kind of lit it up. And the Rockets are good. Anybody who had any inkling of wanting the Rockets for whatever it was, they should I hope, not. I don't know yeah. why that was ever a thing. I just, I mean, compared to the Warriors, sure. You know, if it's a choice between the Warriors and the Rockets, yeah, I'll take the Warriors, I the Rockets. But the Rockets are clearly the second best team in the Western Conference. And I mean, Harden is just insanely good. Like, in order of magnitude, better than any player on the Clippers. I think Capella is a horrible matchup for the. Clippers big men as we saw in that game. Honestly, I think Capella might have been the biggest factor. Like Dubots and Harold couldn't do anything on the inside. And he yeah, got so great. many rebounds. He got so many easy lobs. It's just 
he destroyed the Clippers, and I just I have zero desire to play the Rockets. I think in that series, the Clippers maybe win a game. I'd say like they they win one, maybe are competitive in one or two more, and get blown out in the others. Yeah, I think the Warriors they lose all four and are probably competitive in two. One. One, maybe. One. <laughs> One. <laughs> I think they'd probably, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think they could probably be competitive in one of the games at Golden State and then maybe the third game when they play at home. But, yeah, it's it's not good. One of those two teams is looking very likely. And, you know, I think what fans have been trying to say on Twitter is that this is this season is just everything is gravy. This team wasn't supposed to make it this far. And that's all true. And, you know, the postseason, anything that happens there is, you know, it's just additional bonus. But they had a chance to be in a position to actually make a little bit of noise in the playoffs, and they completely butchered it with this game. Mm. Um, And to a lesser extent, the Rockets game. And I think the Rockets were just better. But, yeah, I mean, I don't – we, there's some questions about this on Twitter, whether the Clippers are tanking this one or if they just really didn't. No, no, they're not tanking this game. Or if they didn't know that this game was that important. I don't really think either of those. I just, I don't know. Um, I think the veterans came into this one just thinking they could win this. And actually, I mean, I like it's not even the veterans. It was a lot of young guys. That, it was a baffling loss, just it's hard to wrap my head around it. Um, yeah, you know, it's a it's a bad loss, and it's it's almost you know, I almost feel bad piling on because even good teams, you have a couple of these losses through the season, and the Clippers really haven't had many of no, these they all haven't. year. They lost to the Heat that one game. They lost to the Lakers this game, and I I can't even really remember the time. Have they? They've had they've let some mediocre teams come back into games, mm-hmm. and really they haven't played well particularly since they beat the Celtics, I want to say, at home. Since then, they've kind of been good, but not particularly impressive, I don't think. Yeah, and that was, like, closing in on a month ago. Yeah, so that was a bit ago. So this kind of unveiled the fact that the Clippers haven't been as impressive as their record has shown. This and, of course, the Rockets blowout, but particularly this loss. So... I don't want to pretend like I'm entirely surprised because the Clippers haven't been playing great. They've been playing good, uh, but not particularly great. So it's not the most surprising that this kind of loss could have happened, but still it shouldn't have. They should have had more urgency. Lou particularly, I wish would have been a little more dialed in. You know, he had a one bad, you know, five foot floater that he usually makes. Um, but it just, this is just a bad, bad loss. So I don't really know what, what more to say about it. Um, yeah. they, I mean, they did not take. I mean, are there any other big takeaways we have? Chandler sucked. The bench sucks. Yeah, you know I what? Mean, you mentioned that thing about Boston. I hadn't really thought about it. Guess what else happened that Boston game? That was Wilson Chandler's first game back, but he only took <laughs> garbage time. Right. Since that game, he's been in the rotation, and they have not looked the same. <laughs> yeah, they haven't looked great. And I'm I don't know. Draw Wilson Chandler. I mean, I, I, it's really unfair of me. Um, is it though? It is. Like there are bigger issues than that, but like he's just such a bat. It's it's frustrated me so much. Just like as soon as they made that trade, I didn't think he'd be a good fit. Within his, the first three or four games of him playing, it was clear he was not a good fit, and he's going to be in the rotation in the playoffs. And 
as much credit as Doc Rivers deserves for this season and as great as he's been, like this thing with the veterans is just so annoying and unfortunate. Um, it's, it's awful. Chandler's is not good. And this was, this was Chandler's chance to, you know, he's already talked about, he's been public about the idea that I'm a four now. I'm more comfortable at the four, you know, here is your game, you know, to yep. be your, the four and didn't work out. So this was just a bad game. I've made more sad lip smacking sounds than I ever have for the Clippers. <laughs> it's just been, it was just a bad, bad loss. And this is the first time I feel like since, since the Lob City era where we had a loss like this and I just feel crappy about it. You know, it's been, yeah, this long, is bad. This was a rough been one. A long, long time. since I felt this down after a Clipper loss. So this was a very, very, very bad loss. So looking ahead, I think we've already talked a bit about the, everybody else's schedules. So the Spurs are going to win out most likely unless they, they could, you know, the Spurs aren't completely absent from the idea of losing a game. Yeah. You know, the Cavs have beat one, have beaten the Raptors, you know, they gave us a run for our money, um, and it's on the road. So there's a slight chance that maybe the Spurs could lose that game. The Mavericks game at home, I feel like they're most likely going to win that game. Nobody beats the Spurs at home uh, this season, aside from us and maybe a couple other teams. So they're most likely going to beat the Mavericks. Maybe they could have a letdown in Cleveland. The Thunder, you know, we already mentioned they have the Timberwolves. They're playing at the Timberwolves. You know, maybe could maybe do us a favor. That's gonna be a tomorrow it's gonna be a matinee game tomorrow. Um or on on Sunday rather. Uh the Rockets then uh against the Thunder on Tuesday. The Thunder at the Bucks on a back to back with travel on Wednesday. So there's a chance that they could, you know, and we'll also know that game's results by the time we play our game. So we'll have an idea about where our standing will be as far as that goes. So there's a chance. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I feel like seven is still a possibility with these Thunder games. So none of these are complete gimmies at Timberwolves. Isn't necessarily the easiest though. You know, they're completely devoid of a lot of their talent, but still it's a road game. You can't take road games for granted these days. So maybe, um, the Rockets game and the Bucks games obviously are against really good teams, but those teams could be resting guys. Let's hope the Rockets have something to play for at the very least. Because it sounds like if the Clippers, so the Clippers right now are tied in the loss column, right, with the Thunder? Or no, they're, they're tied in the loss column. Ahead. They're a game ahead in the loss column. So, as I don't want to just bother figuring it out. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't like this stuff in general, like just trying to, you know, there are some people on Twitter who obsess about this and it's just like, you know, just play the games. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I feel, I feel like as far as our purposes go, the biggest game to game watch for them is the Rockets game. Cause it's against a Western conference opponent yes. and uh, it's against a very good team. So that's definitely a game to kind of keep an eye on. And that's going to be on Tuesday. So that might be, the most important on Clipper game the rest of the week. Because the Bucks game, they could throw and they could lose that game still. It's on the road. But that conference opponent game particularly has importance for the tiebreaker. So that's worth keeping an eye on, especially if we're assuming that we're going to lose to the Warriors, which is a very much a possibility. Anyways, I think that'll do it for that. Yeah. Um, look, looking forward to the Clippers schedule really quick. We already know the Warriors – and um, the Jazz, 
what do you think? Are you thinking one and one? If you would asked me a couple weeks ago, I would say, yeah, they pull one of them off. They do not look very good right now. They don't. I think a lot depends on if Pat Beverly plays and if Pat Beverly is healthy. Yeah. I mean, I think it really depends on – the Warriors are going to play their guys, but it depends on if they really play them or if they give them a token, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. But so far the reports are that there's no resting of any kind going on. Mm. And that's bad news. The Jazz, you know, as we said, it, it really depends. I think you can hope for the Jazz being locked into five or four. Like, well, either way, the Clippers have to hope that they are locked into whatever seed they're in. And – that they just rest their guys. And the Jazz are a team that would do that because, one, they'd be locked in. Two, a bunch of their players are kind of beaten up. Mm-hmm. So I think the Warriors game is a loss. The Jazz game could be a win. And even if they do try, they're on the second night of a back-to-back with decent travel, mm-hmm. and they're playing a good team the night before. So if that game is a tough one for them, the Clippers could legit pull it off, I think, even though the Jazz are a really bad matchup for them. So... Yeah, I'd say they go one and one. I think th- I'll say they beat the Jazz. Okay. Yeah. I don't also, think that can be enough. It's possible. I'll also say one and one. And, you know, I think, you know, I think that might be able to get us into the seven seed. That's one and possible. one. As long as the Thunder go two and one, they lose that Rockets game. I'm particularly looking at that Rockets game. Then that should do it, I feel like. That should give us. Seven. Yeah. Now, I'm not staring at all the tiebreakers, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I don't. But if the Rockets the Rockets can win that game for us, then I think that might put us in seven. I think ultimately that would probably put us in a matchup against the Nuggets. Otherwise, we're going to play the Warriors and we'll get swept. So, Yeah, the, the yeah. Warriors would be, it would be unfortunate. I think, again, like, you know, when you look at the start of the season and you say, oh, they won 47 or 48 games and had all these good wins and they were so much fun and they made the playoffs, I think we all would have taken that. But having seen them, they could have done better. And, you know, if they'd somehow drawn, for example, if they'd somehow made the five seed and drawn the Blazers, like they could have won that series. Yeah. If they were, you know, in a better position to really, like, choose to play the Nuggets and kind of fall into that one. I don't know if they'd beat the Nuggets, but I think they could at least win a couple games and be competitive in, like, all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I would absolutely not put money on them to win, but I think there'd be, like, a reasonable chance that they could win that series. Like, there's just no way they beat the Warriors or Rockets in a series unless – you know, like Steph or Harden gets injured or something, which obviously we don't want to happen. So, yeah, and I hate to ruin the vibe, um, but the alternative was always, well, should we keep the pick or can we? This is a shitty draft. Can we keep? They would have had like it would have been the thirteenth or fourteenth pick anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm still. Even if they play the Warriors and get swept. I think I'd still rather have had. This. Oh yeah, I I would too. But I remember I remember when we were talking about uh, the idea of making the playoffs and getting swept by the Warriors was always like the alternative to keeping yeah, the pick. And it might actually happen now. So. <laughs> it's there just funny. It's it's a it's a very Clipper thing to happen. Yeah, it's, it's just a way to show us that we can't have nice things all the time. 
even yeah. even such a great season <laughs> might just depress us a little bit. Anyways, um, let's hope they draw the Nuggets. That's really <laughs> that's really all I can say about that. They can. Yeah, it's their only hope. It. It's their only hope for a competitive series. Yeah, that that would be nice, and that would be a fun series. And you never know. Like you never know against the, against the Nuggets. They, they, they do not are, look great right now either. They don't look it's, great. They've been kind of sputtering a bit. I yeah. think they would. I think they would beat us. I think they would probably yeah. beat us more handily. Six, probably than realize. But still, you could. You would. Yeah. You would still have an inexperienced team. Um, and Gallo would have a revenge series, hopefully. So there, there are some nice narratives. I think in a Nuggets I mean, series. Yeah, I think the good news for the Clippers is that Gallo and Shea are like, on fire right now, just it's in true. every aspect of the game. Gallo yeah. looks great. Both of them are uh, – Gallo, the problem with the Nuggets, the reason why I wouldn't pick them against the Nuggets is because Millsap is such a bad matchup for Gallo. Yeah. Big enough to kind of bully him on offense and on defense. He's such a good defender, um, mm-hmm. and he has such long arms that even though Gallo has a couple inches on him, he's really able to bug him a lot, and Gallo can't move him in the post. So – that's a tough matchup for Gallo, but it's actually a really good one for Shea. He's much bigger than Jamal Murray or, or the I guess, other guards. He should be able to get to his shot pretty easily. But Nuggets, I just I could not predict a win. Jokic is too good. Millsap is a really bad matchup for Gallinari, who's the Clippers' best player. Um, it's yeah. Even though they're not playing great basketball right now, they're still a better team. And yeah. If yeah. I can just get if I can just get a six game series, yeah, I'd be fine. Anybody, I'd be happy. I think that would be a six game series. That'd but be a nice end. If they won even a single game against the Warriors, I think that would be better than two against the Nuggets. I agree, and they could, they could. I doubt they legit could. I think yeah. you know we, we say it's a sweep, but I mean I think there's a decent possibility no, it's a, that it's a sweep. That the, there's I think <laughs> no, I mean, it's a sweep. I'll just get up for the Clippers. But it's a sweep. They would beat the hell out of us. Honestly, like, I wonder if they'd rest guys in that series. <laughs> just, like, the ultimate disrespect. Just, like, just, like we'll sit Steph. Oh, man. We'll sit Steph for this game. He slept on the on during practice. Yeah. The Warriors are just scared. I mean, the only team in the West who has any shot against them is the Rockets. Yeah. The Rockets are good. They look they, really Chris good. Paul, Chris Paul looked really good. Yeah, I mean, he has not been great all season. Even when no. he's been healthy, he's been, you know, still very good, but not clearly not, like, at his usual level. I mean, he's getting old. He's played, like, a million minutes. He's had, like, a thousand injuries. But he looked great. Capella looks very good. Um, you know, their yeah. pickups, like, Kenneth Reed and Austin Rivers are not great, but compared to what they had before, they're big upgrades. Same goes for Amon Shumpert. So they've somehow built a bench from nothing and – yeah, they're, yeah. Really good. they're the second best team in the West. They clean up the Clippers too. And honestly, would you rather? I still don't know if I'd rather play the Warriors and the Rockets. I think I honestly might rather play the Warriors. But even though they'd be better against the Rockets, like the Rockets would just be such an annoying slaughter. I just, I, 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 uh, I don't want the Rock. I hate, and I can't stand James Harden, much like our friend Donnie Mack. Oh, should we talk about that? Probably a little bit, I guess. Questions. What did you think about that? I was, see, I'm just not a McLean fan. So I'm biased from that angle. Like, I just really don't like him. But, I mean, what did you think about all that? It, it was definitely cringy. Like, he definitely could have <laughs> laid a little bit low. I hate James Harden. So, like, <laughs> when, when people pile on James Harden, I'm like, he makes a good point. And <laughs> the, the idea that Harden is cheating the game of basketball, I can understand what he's trying to say. 
But, oh, man, it's just – it probably wasn't a great look. And uh, I think Don McLean has gotten better as a color guy, as a really? season guy. Oh. <laughs> I think he's gotten more comfortable, like, as a color guy. I don't want him to be the color guy for the Clippers <laughs> going forward. But I think he's gotten a little bit less awkward, a little less quiet. And, mm-hmm. you know, he has insights. I think ultimately he's perfect for, like, the halftime guy and the, and the after the right. game guy. That's, That's my his, thing. That's He's great for that. He's perfect for that. I never want to hear him call a game after this. <laughs> like, he probably him is, I'd so much rather, even though he's much more insightful than Ryan Hollins, like Ryan Hollins has the semblance of a personality and like gets excited and enthusiastic. Like the only thing I ever get from Don McLean is like sarcastic Eeyore. Like <laughs> it's true. It's just That's not what, what you is. need on like, it's again, he's perfect for, you know, pre-game, halftime, post-game analysis. Like he'll make good points. He'll be like, the Clippers did this. They didn't do this. This is why they won. This is why they lost. Perfect. But, you know, during the running point of a game, it's just, it's not good. Um, so I'm biased. I thought it was pretty cringeworthy. I thought just that, like, I disagree with him just in terms of what he was saying about Harden. Like, obviously it's a winning tactic. He's like, you know, one of the best players of this decade. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, um, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I I just thought it was the, the timing was what was really bad because the Clippers were getting annihilated. Like this was not the time to bring it up. Like if the Rockets were struggling and like complaining and like looking at the referees, like fine, but he was destroying the Clippers. Like, massacring them and it wasn't like he was even getting like he got to the free throw line like 10 times which is around his average but like he was hitting those floaters he was pushing them by on way to layups he was hitting his step back threes he had some amazing passes I mean he was demonstrating why he's one of the best offensive players like of all time and McLean was just bitching about it and it was just, <laughs> just such bad timing just it was just it, it was just bad timing yeah and, and yeah. McLean McLean's objectivity and his just candidness is part of what makes him good after games but yeah it's just it just wasn't a great look he messed up a bit I thought that it got too much press but I guess it happened to be an NBA TV game so I guess that's warranted in that way it got a lot of press somehow somebody would have been watching the Clippers thing but yeah it It was like on the jump the next day and everything yeah Yeah, too much press really but yeah. Do you want to do questions? I think. Yeah, we can do questions. Yeah, it's probably time. Okay. Oh, there's only a few. I think everybody went to sleep already in, in a sour mood. Should have. Uh, first question from Joe McGinnis Jr. The defense is brutal. Chandler's a bust. Jerome is G League. <laughs> <laughs> Doc did too. None of which are questions, but, you know, I applaud the, the vent. I, I applaud uh, it, too. Then it comes, will they get their attitude back in time or was simply making the playoffs enough for this bunch? Uh, I don't think it really had to do with them taking their foot off the pedal in terms of the playoffs because they were still playing pretty hard up until, you know, even after they clinched the playoffs. I think in terms of the effort thing, I think that's really all just not Pat Beverly. So I think if Pat is playing – and healthy, and Montrez is not sick. I think yeah. their attitude and energy is fine. So, yeah. 
I'm honestly really more than anything i think this showed the importance of like lou and trez like yeah when, when they're not engaged and when they're not playing hard and where they're they're not doing it's ironic it's ironic in a way because i watched that uh that lou williams clipper thing that was out that 17 minute underground underground whatever <laughs> which is um, really well done. which is really great it was fantastic yeah. and there was a chunk in it, a chunk of it just kind of talked about the montrez lou williams relationship and how they were playing with each other even before they were rockets and then they got traded together and how important that's been for the team and we of course know how important that it has been generally that connection has been as productive as virtually anything has been in the league this year, which is incredible for a bench duo. But today they just didn't have it. And it probably was because, you know, Lou was maybe either a little bit lazy. Maybe Lou is also sick. I don't know. It's, it's who knows, you His know. His defense is just so bad. I... He, he was bad today. Like, he was just really, really bad. At the same time, you know, he did hit a couple of shots. He had that huge three. I put the Clippers up before they finally lost the lead again for good. Um, but Trez was just... You could just tell. You could just tell how poor it was when he's not rolling to the rim, and he just can't play defense. He can't get rebounds, like compared to Zubat. So there's just no point having him in when he can't do the things that make him great. And you could just really see. You know, I think we talk a lot about Lou Williams being the most irreplaceable person on this team, and that is true. I still think that's true. But you could see like how much of a detriment it is to the offense losing that rolling factor from Trez and just that tenaciousness of getting to the rim and everything it creates. You know, we we remember DeAndre and his underrated uh, skill of rolling to the rim and the gravity Mm -hmm. it had. And we kind of forget that that's the same thing Trez kind of does on offense too. And he just didn't have that today against such mediocre players. And it really killed our flow. It killed what we could do on pick and rolls. And it really – Trez is a very, very important player to this team. And today kind of showed how important he is to seeing him being sick and how really hard it is to play as hard as he plays all the time. Like, yeah. yeah so It's rough. Yeah. Um, next question from HaloFan27. Clippers are eighth seed with a loss and a Spurs win, correct? Um, if they lose and the Spurs win, uh, and I think if the Thunder uh, – no, I think that's right. Because um, I think if they lose and nothing happens to the Thunder, I think they'd be percentage points behind the Thunder. Um, but, yeah, we already talked about the standings. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so next question from at Giants on the Moon. Do these guys really not look at playoff seeding ramifications? They played like they had no idea this was an important game. What the heck is Doc doing playing Jerome 14 minutes? He couldn't even get two minutes in garbage time early in the season, even when he had injuries. They absolutely look at playoff seeding ramifications. Um, you know, I don't know if the players really do. Not all of them, anyway. I'm sure some of them do. Some of them probably, you know, it's just like a game. They play the game and, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm, the coaching staff obviously does. I'm sure most of the players do, anyway. The, the Jerome thing is really fascinating to me. Um, obviously, I wasn't at this game. I might have asked why he played Jerome so much because it really trying to word it better than that, but it's just so weird that he's getting such important minutes down the stretch when he just does not, nothing that he's done shows that he's ready. Um, And he's just, I don't know if Doc just likes his spacing or if it's really just about getting him some reps or any reps this season, but I, I don't have an answer on why Doc is playing him now. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it must be spacing 
because I mean that must be the why Wilson Chandler's playing minutes too, is because Doc is really valuing this whole you know four shooters around a center kind of mentality, and maybe he thinks there's switchability with Jerome versus Ty, which is wrong. Um, I think it's just his shooting. It must be because I can't think of another reason. He must just really value shooting this year, and it's why Ty isn't playing minutes, and you know why Chandler is because he's supposed to be a good shooter, an average shooter. And they're just, Jerome was really, was really eye-openingly bad today. It was very unfortunate because. I think this might be the last time he gets minutes. It I, has I to be. It really, it really has to be. It's, it would be, it would be stunning if he kept like getting minutes that weren't just garbage time minutes. Yeah. I think that's actually it for questions. I don't, you know, it's late. It was a bad game. Um, yeah. I think the less said about this, the better. Obligatory. Uh, we talked a little bit about this. Shea has looked awesome the past couple games. Yeah. Gallo has looked off. Those two guys really just look great at everything. <laughs> just about those. Shea's three has trailed off again lately, but I was never really expecting that to stick. That's something that, like, I'm glad the confidence is there, but a real improvement needs working out over the summer. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Think Shea, I think Shea's hit 20 in four of the last five. Is that right? Yeah, 20 points, yep. It's crazy. More importantly for me, actually, is all the other stuff. His rebounding has gone up, mm-hmm. has gone up, and his turnovers have gone down. He only had one, and it was literally with like five seconds left. He was trying to make a play, and he dribbled into traffic. I, I don't even count that. Yeah. He's just – he looks great. Um, does, does Shea make the all-rookie first team this year? He would be on my team. I'm actually doing a, a, an article early next week with my votes – my obviously fake votes because I'm nowhere near qualified enough. He would, he would, vote. He nor would would I want one because the responsibility seems absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, like you're deciding the amount of money these guys are getting. Yeah, yeah. Of like tens of millions of dollars. Like I don't want that. Like if I don't vote Kemba Walker or Bradley Beal to like an all NBA third team, like they might lose out on like $60 million. <laughs> yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is uh, bonus is pretty crazy too, isn't it? Yeah, but I think he already got his, but yeah, uh, like, you know, I'm, it's nuts. But anyway, Shea would be on my first team. He, he would, he would be on mine too, but will he make it? <sighs> I think Cause, so. Cause I, I mean, I think, I think the voters will, care about the things that I don't really care about, like him being a starter on a winning team, which like... I hope so. I, I think he will. If not, he'll absolutely make the second team. And yeah, I think no he the second team too. I'm uh, afraid like, I'm, I'm afraid that they're just going to go stats, go Trey, Luca, Jackson, um, Bagley, and Aiden. I'm afraid of that. I don't think I don't Aiden think make either it. Either Jackson or Bagley. I don't think one of them. I don't think both of them get it because... Jackson's games probably... Jackson's missed a lot of games, and Bagley came on kind of late. Mm-hmm. And he also missed a lot. I mean, the thing with Chase, he hasn't missed a game. Yeah. And Yeah, I mean, Bagley has only played 59 games. That's true. Yeah. And started three. Like, he's been good, like really good. But I think Shea should get it over him. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Aiton, Trey, and Luca are locks. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I would go Shea for one of them, and I would put Jackson in mind because when he was healthy, he was incredible. Yeah, I think Jackson's going to be amazing. So I would yeah. put Jackson in mind too. I don't know. I'm afraid that the stats are going to pop to voters, and Shea might maybe 
get nudged out. I don't think he does, does. I think he absolutely should be first team. So I hope, I really hope he gets in, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets nudged out. I hope, I hope he stays because he's played so well this year. It's been and, so good. I'm, I'm just so excited to watch him for like, yeah, me too. I'm so excited. It's, it was funny. Like I was seeing something the other day about like how the Clippers were like trading for some guy. It was like for Beal or not Butler. Cause he's under contract. But it was some, you know, all-star and they were talking about getting Shea and just like Shea is off the table. <laughs> yeah, Shea's off, man. Give me Giannis or give me Shea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be like, I can't think of how many, like you trade him for Giannis. You trade him for like. Davis probably too. Probably Davis. Yeah. If Davis promises to resign. Right, right. I don't like, think. Like yeah. Embiid. Embiid. Any talents. <laughs> the list is incredibly short. Like. Yeah. Luca, you, you'd trade him straight up for Luca, obviously. Yeah. Um, if that was somehow a thing. But like, yeah, there's like maybe, maybe ten players in the NBA. <laughs> would you would you would you trade Shea for James Harden tomorrow? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. You would? <laughs> no, I would not do it. Oh god. <laughs> do you imagine how much fun it would be to watch some player on your team just put up fifty every single game? Like, I understand why the Rockets uh, fans are so incredibly defensive about Harden. Like, if 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 Jerome Robinson comes back next summer and just starts dropping <laughs> 50 points every game, like, I would defend everything he does as well. Um, Jerome Robinson can't even lead the G League team into the playoffs, man. That was rough. When I thought about that, that was rough. And Delgado and Motley both made all G League teams, and I don't think yeah. Jerome Robinson did, which is not Jerome, oh my gosh. What, it's what not great. Why um, did we draft this guy? No, I'm kidding. He uh, no, done. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I just, I, I really want to like him. Like, I really do. Like all the reports are that he's like a great guy and like he listens and he works hard, but like, I just, I don't see it. I've never really seen it. Uh, um, I still, I still kind of think he could be okay. Maybe. No, I mean, I don't think he's gonna be awful. Like, I don't like it's. I don't think he's gonna be like Anthony Bennett and be out of the NBA in you know three years. Also, later. an Agua Caliente Clipper. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like that, but like, just so many guys picked behind him look better than he does. So many of them, mm. and most of them were guys that draft Twitter and draft people in general liked better than him. Um. You know, I'm not sure what exactly about him made them reach for him, but I'm not on board. I think the only reason he was given the benefit of the doubt was because it was a Jerry West. <laughs> and people, right. I think Jerry West does is magical. And I mean, obviously, yeah. I trust Jerry West's basketball <laughs> opinion right. of my own, but I've been on record as not liking the Jerome pick, and it does not look great. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely just did the whole Jerry West trust thing. Whatever. We have it's fun. You know, they did a massive hit on Shea. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. I think that's it for me, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty upset. I could do like 10 more of these pods about this stupid game. <laughs> this is so dumb. Alex Caruso. You know, Alex Caruso, are you kidding me, man? The rec league baller just destroyed. God. You know how many fantasy basketball championships Alex Caruso probably won because of this That's game? incredible. Yeah, good yeah. call. Oh, my gosh. Awful. I hate this. I'm so <laughs> mad about this game. This is so frustrating. I'm off tomorrow. I have my, I'm off. Tomorrow's my day off, and I just get to sleep on this dumb game. 
Yeah, this was such a bad time too. Like on a Friday night going into the yeah, come on, man. What the is only good news is? is I do say I got. I heard today that I'm going. I got credentials for the Clippers Warriors game on Sunday, um, which will be sweet. awesome. It's the last <laughs> game at Oracle Arena. Regular. That's pretty sweet. That'll be wow. a fun, a fun massacre to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah well, Kevin Durant, how did it feel putting up fifty points on like ten shots? <laughs> what do you are you are you interested in coming to the Clippers though, Kevin Durant? <laughs> ask him the second to last game before the playoffs and see what he says. Try to <laughs> sabotage the Warriors' chemistry again. You would be uh, your your question would be uh would be on Twitter everywhere if you asked him that question. Just be like, what do you think about the Clippers team? Shea Alexander, you said you liked them on the Simmons. I legit project. probably will. What about ask playing? About what about Shea. playing with them? Definitely if ask them about Shea. Well, I think I legit will ask them about Shea because, or maybe in the pregame, if I go in, I might just do the Definitely. pregame locker room and ask about Shea. But Definitely ask about Shea. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't have anything else to talk about. Uh, yeah, that's it. I just, Wilson Chandler is just a garbage man. He's just <laughs> a garbage uh, man. Yeah, he's awful. He's the night man from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> right, 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 right. And Shay's a day man. Anyways, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the Law of the Gen, the podcast. Leave us some good reviews and whatever you listen to us to. Sorry for being kind of negative today, but it kind of brings up good old memories. This is how you know we have the Clipper blood in us because we're so easy to trash this team after uh, enjoying them for so many weeks. We're not really trashing this team. We're just picking on a few guys. There's always going to be a Paul Pierce amongst the Shea Gilders Alexanders. So sometimes you got to talk about them. And as always, we'll see you guys next week. Go Clippers!